Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here with episode 257 of the Ham Radio Podcast. And it's me, Carrick, with ACG. It looks like you were thinking a little bit there, my friend. I was, I was, I was like getting ready to drink. Oh. Because <laughs> I'm parched. I'm parched. I, yeah. Dude, when you, when you said... Uh, when you were trying to figure out your recording, by the way, so people know we're having audio issues, I ran out there. My mm-hmm. dog had just peed everywhere. And so I was trying to clean ah. it up. And then he w- refused to get up to go outside. And I was like, I don't know what to do. So I just had to grab him. And then he was like growling at me. He's like, I like to be covered in pee. <laughs> yeah. Like, just one of those dogs are fascinating. Dogs. They are. It reminds me of uh, earlier. I was walking my little puppy and uh, we're outside and he's gone from this dog that's just like sprinting everywhere. Right. Because he's one years old, one year old. Sorry. And he's just, he's going all over the place. And now he loves the sun. So he really just takes his time out Leisure. there. And yeah. so, yeah, I, you know, I check my watch. It's getting a little bit late where I'm like, all right, I want to get to the studio and start working on my video. And so I'm like, all right, come on, Revan, let's go inside. And like, he just, he hears that and just plops yeah. and just lays on his stomach out in the grass. He's like, we're going nowhere. And I was like, yeah. all right, all right, I'll wait a little bit, you know, and you know, check the watch. It's been five minutes. He's still laying there enjoying it. I'm just like, all right, come on, time to go. Yeah, that definitely they, they, they happens just live in their own guys. world. They do. They do. Yeah. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 257 of the Ham Radio Podcast. This is our weekly gaming show where we just either round up the news or react to the latest things happening in our lovely industry. Uh, this week's episode is dedicated to EA Play. So you guys may notice we have episodes where it's like our reactions to PlayStation 5 reveal event or EA Play in this case, or next week it'll probably be the Cyberpunk 2077 Night City Wire. And so uh, it seems like you guys have consistently positively responded to that format, as well as uh, in, in both your, your comments and viewership. Uh, our, our listeners were up a ton each time we've done that. Uh, so we are going to continue to do the weekly news, but when there are events to react to, you can expect this format of the show where we have every single reveal and thing to talk about timestamped along the way for you guys. Uh, so just wanted to make sure we had an update on that. Like Carrick said, we were having problems with the software in the beginning. I used Shadowplay to record this uh, this lovely little podcast. And what happened was I went to go start the recording for our show, and it, it just wasn't working. But what was weird is I went to capture some of my Twitch stream for a video I was recording today, not even an hour ago. Worked fine then. Of course, now it doesn't for whatever reason. But Carrick's got us covered, so big thank you to him. And now uh, let's talk about our Patreons a little bit. Carrick, you got one. What's happening over there? I saw you've been doing a little bit of streaming, right? Uh, yeah, a little streaming. Um, and then there'll be some, supposedly some, we'll see. I don't want to, 
it's not me. So I'm waiting on somebody else, but there might be some news on that front too, which should be fun. And then cool. doing more of the like a couple of these talk videos. Like today, I did. A, it's gonna be released after you and I are done here. But a, a discussion about the delay for Cyberpunk. Those, and mm. then reviewing SpongeBob for next week. So, same. Yeah, I got SpongeBob as well, and uh, I've been playing that since I think yesterday or the day before. And um, so reviews will be out with that soon. Um, looking forward to talking about it as just when it comes to the original, I was a, a pretty big advocate of it. Um, and I, I, I was surprised that they were even bringing it back. But anyway, yeah, that's around the corner for me. Uh, for those of you who are new here, just know that the Patreon I run provides early access to this show. Um, so pretty much every single week, once this show finishes recording, in this case, Carrick's going to send me the file. I'm going to immediately download it, render out the audio. And then you guys get early access within like a couple of hours of us being done. If it's on my end, it's probably within like half an hour. Um, our, our, our time of turnout is, is pretty consistently good. We're, we're proud of that. Yeah. So um, that's one of the things we offer there. Uh, Patreon exclusive videos. Those have slowed down a little bit as of now, just because I've been focusing on making sure I'm streaming uh, on Twitch as well as doing consistent videos here on the channel. But uh, this next week is when Patreon exclusive videos will pick up once more because i wanted to launch the future persona project then the persona 4 golden review and that was all like one combined thing that i i had planned out so it was kind of important to nail that so we appreciate your patience and uh things will go back to normal this coming week i would start this weekend but it's my birthday so i'm gonna be a little selfish uh today or tomorrow <laughs> or what, what day tomorrow tomorrow's my birthday. birthday tomorrow what are you guys gonna do anything fun um, I know my girlfriend's coming over. I don't know what really my family has planned. I only picked out my dinner. I asked for mac and cheese and uh, pork ribs because right. I like both of those a lot. So if we're going to mix them together, it's going to be a good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, I don't know what's planned for me. I don't know what I'm getting, if anything. I don't know if I'm just going to chill all day. I'm just looking forward to a nice day off personally and not thinking about work stuff i've yeah. been working my butt off lately so that's what i'm enjoying most that's gonna be the best gift of them all <laughs> yeah that'd be very cool uh anyway uh as always in our introduction we'd like to talk about what games we're playing keep people up to date i know you and i are both playing spongebob which we can't talk about yet but are you playing anything outside of that that you could talk about um last of us 2 i got a little bit of that okay and then um uh, you know for video games not a ton um, unless it's for review. Otherwise, I'm doing side games, D&D, uh, &D, you know, stuff like right. that. I've sort of switched off to the analog for a little bit, you know, instead of the digital. Nice. Yeah, it's been yeah, fun. Yeah, I miss that. I miss that. It's one of the things that hurts the most about the whole uh, quarantining, just because uh, the, the analog was, was huge for me. I have 2,000 um, hours in Tabletop Simulator. Just because of that, yeah. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. We played a, well, a couple days ago. We found a new game I'd never heard of. Well, I'd heard of. I owned, but I didn't think I'd like, so I never opened. And we were like, let's play the digital version. And it was eight hours, mm -hmm. and it was the most fun. I, I I, cannot. I'm chomping at the bit to play it again. Like, it is so nice. good. So, yeah, I mean, the analog sucks when the COVID's here, but at the same time, you've got, you know, you have, you have something like Tabletop Simulator, which is nice. Right on. For me, I've been playing, uh, let's see here, what am I able to talk about? I started Dragon Age Inquisition. We can discuss that oh, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> your comment was mad funny. When I posted on Twitter that I was streaming it, you were just like, see in six years when you're out of the, the fucking oh, hinterlands. Out of the hinterlands. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I've the reason I started, as a lot of people know, I've I've always been a big advocate that I don't think Dragon Age Inquisition is good at all. I, I thought it was just uh, pretty much an MMO gameplay-wise, and then had a single-player story. That's how it really struck me. And I remember liking the gameplay. I remember enjoying the characters. And that was really all that stuck with me. The negatives were naturally the fetch quests, all of them. And so a lot of my audience has said, go back. It's been six years. You're an older man now. Give it a shot. See how you like it. And so I was like, all right, fine. Like After all this time, let's see. Have I missed anything or more so? What is my updated critique? So I'm working on a 2020 review for that. That's sort of my main priority. Um, I've, I've decided to just because the, the, the discussion with The Last of Us Part 2 is just so heated. And I feel like even if you're like uh, a fair critic of it, it's probably not going to be received properly. So I was just like, you know what? I'll wait on that. I'll play that either for myself or review it in my own time. I'm going to move forward with Dragon Age Inquisition and, and pursue my 2020 review for that. We got out of the Hinterlands as soon as possible. I got a ton of side quests, <laughs> and I just did enough to get to power level 4 so I could go to Val Royale and got out of there ASAP. And, like, I, I've never seen a game where you have to actively avoid side quests more than Dragon Age Inquisition. They we'll are send terrible. You back there. They're, yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. Terrible, man. Just... Awful. And I, I'm not even trying to be hyperbolic, but on the positive side, combat is aged well. Really like it. Uh, there's a lot of elements to it, you know, with the, how you stack out your abilities, the tactical, tactical camera. I really like that. Um, the characters are great. Uh, I'm enjoying the main story, at least. So uh, I've taken some positives away from it. And I think that'll be, that'll be good for the future of my channel to have an, an updated take on that as we approach Dragon Age 4, which we saw a little bit of. Mm -hmm. And we'll be, we'll be talking about that later on. Uh, but with that, care, shall we get into EA Play 2020? For sure. Definitely. All right, let's do this. So we're running down the announcements just like we did last time. Um, as we get into Apex Legends, Switch, and Crossplay, I guess, you know, you can give your thoughts on that, of course, but I also want to hear, what did you think of the overall show? Well, I should be clear. I didn't know there was an overall show until like 15 minutes prior when one of my Discord Ooh. people told me. So I had no frequency. Oh. I, I just don't want, I don't care about any of this stuff. So I thought it was actually okay, but that's because of some of the games I saw. I, so I didn't have, I saw people who were mad about some other stuff not being shown, which we can talk about. But since I didn't expect anything, mm -hmm. I didn't even, I, I mean, I literally was like, somebody was all, there's an E3 show, and I'm like, I'm not even watching it. And then a couple of people were like, let's watch it together. We didn't even have the energy to go into chat. We literally just typed. Like, I was all, <laughs> I'm not going into voice chat. Um, So I would say, like, I don't like most of what EA u usually shows, because they have sports and stuff. So I would say right. it wasn't great, because some of, they did show some of that. But um, there was also some stuff I actually was super hyped for it too. So I don't know how to score it. I would score it like right in the middle, like a C, I guess. If okay. That's what that's, that's probably more fair than what I'd give it. I thought it was just like the way I described it uh, was I've never had my ass more firmly planted in my chair because I just nothing. And I'm not always looking for the hype show, but nothing really excited me except one game. And that was star Wars squadron. We'll talk about that later, but Outside of that, it was just updates on current games, which I understand. I expected 
uh, but like the 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 whole showcase of pre-production and concept art, it, very much a strange move, especially for a very big company to do because games can change so much. Like we've seen games be a year out and come out completely different. Yeah. And we're looking at games that are within like their planning phases being shown off that that could be totally different. We saw EA Motive show off a game with a gravity gun and, and it's possible in the final product that that gun's not even in the game. So why show it off now? Uh, that, that type of stuff is what I saw and went, man, like, what are they doing? So for me, I, I didn't enjoy the show at all. I, and it wasn't because it didn't have things I was looking for. There were some good games in there, which we'll, we'll continue to talk about. But overall, I found it, ext- I can't even say underwhelming because I didn't have high expectations. It was just, that's why I go, it's just bad. I didn't think it was good at all. But what did you make of um, Apex Legends going to Switch and having crossplay now, officially? It wasn't only that, dude. It was that, so those two were are huge positives for gamers, but well, crossplay mm-hmm. is massive. Um, yeah. The new mode that allows for mobile spawn points and stuff, that got me actually, because I liked every bit I played of Apex. I just never returned to it. So I enjoyed the time I played. And then when I went away, I wasn't angry. I wasn't uh, anything. I have very good memories of Apex. Very good. We had some great gameplay, but nothing gravitated me back. However, crossplay, fantastic. Every game needs it. And I like, even though it was PR bullshit where he's like, we're trying to separate the dividing line or trying to remove the dividing lines of consoles and PC. So we have crossplay. Sort of a PR bullshit, but whatever. Mm-hmm. That was okay, but uh, they were showing like spawnable um, or spawn points and stuff like that that were mobile. Now you'd be able to adjust where somebody was getting spawned on your team. Ace, like that, those are the things I've wanted. Adjustments to the map, more things I've wanted. So I'm not saying I'll jump in, but if I was an Apex fan, I don't that I think at least unless I'm misreading it would have been some pretty high, like some good stuff for Apex fans if you were an Apex fan. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought I I am in the same exact boat of being those people who I love Apex Legends. I played it. I thought it was great. Yeah. And then I kind of just walked away cuz right. they didn't they this was around the time and I'm not saying I want them to crunch, but this was around the time that Respawn said we're not going to crunch to get out new content. We're going to take our time with it. And the game kind of died off because Fortnite kept going 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 providing new updates weekly practically where Apex was staying is the same game. And so it's not like I was one of those people who was like, off the Fortnite, I was just went, okay, I'll wait for more content. And by the time new content came, like the nature of the game's industry, I'd already moved on to yeah. other things. But same. Uh, never like a negative thing. And I think I did try to go back and play it once. My friends told me to hop on it. We played the new map with like the train on it. Uh-huh. Or with, I don't know if that was the updated original map. It was one or the other, but... We went back to that, and uh, I, I enjoyed my time there. I definitely felt like I lost my scale that I had built up from when yeah. I first started playing, and I'm like, wow, now I am now I am the noob here. Uh, I felt like a dominant force in Apex. Like, that was my battle royale. Uh, I, I adored that game. But, yeah, it, it's one of those games that I do hope to go back to at some point in time, but I've also just lost my taste for battle royale. Yeah. Not because, like, oh, the fad's over. It just doesn't hit as hard, I think, as I've, I've said this for multiple shows, I don't know which ones I've said them on, but I feel like there needs to be like an evolution of it. Like, like I said, and I am an RPG fan, so there's some bias, but I always thought a leveling system being directly involved in the experience, something like a MOBA, uh, combining that element with 
a battle royale would be really neat to get like abilities and power them up as you survive longer or as you collect more or uh, kill more enemies whether it be pve or pvp i think that would be actually like really awesome because it would encourage engagement so uh, once they show off some type of battle royale like that that catches my eye and doesn't have for lack of better words cartoonish graphics uh, i'll be all on board i'm getting a little tired of that art style we saw a bit of that too during this showcase but yeah for sure Overall, Apex Legends keeps on trucking. Excited to see more for the game. Don't know if I will be diving back in. Yeah, I, I don't know how you jump in low level on that because um, I had the same exact experience. I got schooled, and I went in with people I had played mm -hmm. with as a team. So it wasn't like I could yeah, say, same. yeah. So I went in, and I'm like, I'm ready. And we got, it was a disaster. It was, it was, <laughs> like, it was like a movie where, like, the crappy soldiers and then the, you know, U.S., Navy SEALs come in, and they're, like, shooting yeah. 10 guys for each one of their dudes who slightly gets a cut on their face. It was, dude, Maddie. it was so, and I mean, I was playing, and I literally, while playing, was like, I'm done. I just said it out loud. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, their skill level, that was, like you said, I don't know if I was amazing at it, but I was good enough, and I had a good team around me that we had some highs and a couple wins, which is fine. Mm -hmm. We were anybody we faced was just oh it was a it was yeah. really bad man was yeah really bad. so i feel you on that bro good for you who stay in it because you're awesome yeah i am not absolutely all right next game on our list is the sims 4 it's coming to steam i'm not a huge sims fan i tried the sims 4 on ps4 when it came for free mm, and right. uh it just it didn't grab me it i don't know how else to word it didn't grab me but I know this is exciting news for a lot of people. I know you're a fan of The Sims, so I, I don't know how much we can go in on this, but what did you make of the game coming to Steam? Excited for that? No, because I still don't understand why people... Like, I get that people have an issue with multiple launchers, but, dude, of all the things I worry about in life, it's not getting it on Steam versus, let's say, EA, because I, I use EA, too. Um, so I'm happy for if that means somebody else can get it. And then there's Workshop... Uh, mod ability, of course, on Steam, which is a big... That's a positive, of course. That's huge, yeah. Now that I think about it. um, But uh, that didn't excite me. I just, you know, I'd like more people to play it, and I would certainly like them to, when they do a sequel, if they ever do, to to adjust some stuff and maybe add some more of their old things. But, you know, I enjoy The Sims 4, even though I have 3 and 2 on my PC. I was telling people in your Discord yesterday, I actually know what it is and it's like this is what it is it's not my memory of it i'm pretty good at erasing old memories like and being like listen th this new game isn't the old game it's just what it is and i can complain but every show i've ever seen for example star trek i'm a big star trek fan the new movies i i had to like them because that's all i was getting i wasn't getting william shatner yeah. wasn't gonna de-age 40 years and show back up right so it's like you either right. like it or you di you diverge and go to something else um so it is what it is. I mean, it's it's cool to see new people, but I, I will say, dude, I'm not a PC hater. Like, um, what I mean is, if somebody wants to save the Earth, I'm fully behind that. Fully behind mm -hmm. it. I'm fully behind recycling if you can do that. I'm fully behind all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I don't let it rule my life. However, even I have to say, the new Sims expansions, Maddie, they're socially like it's it's actually makes me who oh now i see stuff, what you're going for it feel really okay weird. i was confused <laughs> dude you go to an island in one of them and quite literally feel bad about yourself and clean up the island like it's fucking 
Mm. I mean, I was just playing it going, what am I playing? What is like, what <laughs> is this? It's like, you know, cause it used to be about celebration. Go to this place, have this adventure. Instead, it's like, go to this place, feel oh. bad that you go to this place and then clean it up. And so no lie, one of your jobs <laughs> is with a spike on the beach. Like, oh you know, gosh. dude, it's, it's, <laughs> it's wow. different. It's different. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, I'm, you know, more people. That's cool. Hopefully we get new ones. You didn't like a Sims though anyway, right? I mean, you weren't a Sims 3 fan, were you? Or were you? I, yeah. Well, here's the issue is I've had minimal exposure to it where I feel like maybe Sims 4 may have been a steep learning curve for me to get into because oh, right. I don't know how else to word it other than, I mean, I played it for like three, four hours and I just felt, I don't like to use the word, but like confused because I just, my character would leave the house come back home he was like an artist so he'd like paint stuff and i was like how do i control more outside of this absolutely house absolutely makes sense yeah and uh yeah it, and so i think what happens is i actually have the sims 2 on my psp and i was thinking you know what that would be probably a good point to like give it a shot it's handheld it's probably a little more compressed down uh, a little more simple because it was an older title and and kind of learn from there maybe i can develop a love for it i'm not like itching to go do it um because there are games like Persona, which have that sim experience of like living a life while being a JRPG. So yeah. uh, there, there are plenty of games. Rune Factory is another, which which offers a, a, a similar experience. Yeah, right. Like there's yeah. plenty of games that offer the sim experience while being something else. And I don't know if I'm in love. Can't think of anything right with now, but I don't know if I'm in sim. love with the idea. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't think of anything right now that has grabbed me where i'm like this is just this one simulator of this makes thing. total sense um yeah so yeah I, i'm open to it i played it on the game boy advance and i liked it but i yeah. was so young so yeah that and it's much different now um isn't sims 4 the one with like was it 700 of dlc was that it that... well yeah they all have two and three or even more yeah they 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 definitely wow. the the thing about sims you you did say i do want to say this because i know somebody's gonna freak in your comments so i want to say something real uh -oh. quick you said uh -oh. sims 2 might be simpler sims 4 is simpler however oh no sims, yeah however <laughs> sims 2 explains the autonomy better than sims 4 you explained exactly why most of my friends can't play sims because they're like wait whoa where are you going why are you leaving the house uh -huh. right there's an mm -hmm. option if you go into sims 4 to turn off autonomy and that's what you probably should have done then they're an rpg so you can turn on so mm. so you give him his traits right and those traits will still happen if you choose to do something like if he's a pyro and you choose to go somewhere he could possibly light a fire but if you have <laughs> autonomy even on level one that that dude is just gonna be like see ya so i play yeah. the opposite of you i crank autonomy to the highest and then i give him the worst traits possible like fight like bad cook plus pyro plus bad bad spouse or whatever and i just see the disaster right but what you just right. said is perfectly in line they don't do a good job in four of telling you really about how to make it more about you and your guy mm -hmm. leaves and even me i love the chaos even i hate that and i love it normally so what you just described i can see not the panic but the unliking of having the guy just go yeah. off and you're like, but I want to paint myself or a painter stays home, but there are other jobs where he can be a painter at home, but still leave. And when they leave, mm -hmm. you're out of control. It doesn't feel good if you're not it's... really accustomed.
it's strange because I part of it was also, and this this falls on me, I'd say, but I was like, where is the the progression? Not in like, do I level up? Do I do this? There was that type of progression, but okay, I'm a little bit of a better painter now. How do I see? What it? do I do? Yeah, like it, it, that. So that's the thing. I, I think I just needed to understand it more. I don't dislike it. I just I could not get into it enough to can try to continue learning. Makes and sense. I think you know, yeah. one of these days. I mean, it's fair. You gave it a, a chance. Mo a lot of people on a game, if it, you know, it was free. So yeah, well, that's <laughs> it's a little hey, bit easier. But that's why Game Pass and EA are the shit, dude. Yeah, I was looking. I think it was what game was it? I think it was Assassin's Creed Origins was free, and I'm like thinking, imagine growing up during this time where dude. huge games like that are free, like I. I thought we had a good with demo discs, but it, <laughs> there's so many games that just go for free. It's the craziest for five bucks, Matty. For five bucks. Mm -hmm. What they have is beyond what I had for my entire Genesis days and my entire Sega Saturn days. Minimum, Crazy. if not more. I, dude, did you know that the fighting games are all free? I don't know if you saw that. So Injustice Rip, like, is free completely now. That's what I saw, Injustice. Yeah, but not only that, Soul Calibur is on Game Pass. Fucking uh, Dead or Alive is on Game Pass. And Tekken is on Game Pass. Wow. Like, my ball... I, I saw it, and uh, we were talking in my chat, and somebody was like, did you realize all these were on Game Pass? What? And I went and looked, and I was like, dude, that's, that's <laughs> my... By the way, that's my entire generation of one system worth of fighting games for free mm -hmm. day one. It's, it's beyond belief unreal yeah unreal or if you just want to test them it's like a dollar <laughs> dude yes it's dumb man it's it's awesome i'm envious of you young folk out there listening all right let's go ahead and shift the conversation into some of the ea original titles we're gonna go one by one with this as well the first one is called it takes two this is by haze light this is the studio uh headed up by joseph Forrest. they had like a trailer kind of hyping him up like showing him say like fuck the oscars and oh, and like ea just guy. really ru right. running the uh running the joke into the ground and uh i always liked hazelight's games i know you weren't a fan of brothers uh tale of two sons i liked a way out to a way out wasn't like this good but it was very unique yeah. for what it was the story it told didn't blow my mind the acting really wasn't even that great it was the fact that it it was a game crafted around the idea of being fully co-op. Yeah. Uh, so I, I really appreciated that. And I'm happy they're sticking with that with It Takes Two. Um, so did you like the, uh, like what we saw was just more so environmentals, but did what, what did you make of like two dolls being coming to life? Did that excite you at all? Yeah. I mean, I like that idea. Um, it, it's, it, if it got too close to brothers, then I'm, my brain is like, eh, cause I just, I don't know what it was. I didn't <laughs> like that one, but I did like, uh, what was the other one? No one, no way out. No inside. Whoops. Uh, it, a way out, a way out, a way out. I did like that. And, uh, you know, not loved it, but it was very fun. So I'll play anything. I'll play anything they make. I like the idea of the dolls, depending on if they're involved in a ton of the gameplay. Mm. and just how it full how it how the fiction of those dolls comes out like will they stop responding if an adult comes in the room because like they're not real or will mm -hmm. they can you snip their wires will enemies be able to cut their wire you know if they're like a geppetto doll so yeah. so to me there was a lot of mechanics that i was interested in but again i was just making shit up because i because they didn't show it 
you know, I'm just making up in my brain what could. Yeah, be. this this will be a uh, a consistency throughout our yeah. our entire episode yeah, here of sure. things that we have uh, conjured up in our imagination of what what could have been Spider Man co op. I'm calling it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm always looking forward to what Joseph Fars is doing. He's yep. one of the more uh, eclectic personalities in our lovely little industry here. But um, the EA originals were probably one of the better highlights of the show because they were actually games that looked that gave us rather a strong look at them, and uh, they seem to be ready within the next year or so. Mm-hmm. All right, so next, and one that we saw a lot more of, one that I was, you know, I was really, really jazzed about, is uh, it's called Lost in, let me just make sure I have the title right, Lost in Random. This is pretty much like Tim Burton, the video game. Yeah. It had that similar style of art, which, you know, I was just talking about earlier, how every game's like this, it's funny, last, last week I rant about Valorant, but I guess maybe I'm hitting my breaking point at this at this time but like every game's this cartoonish arena shooter it was just nice to see like a fresh yet familiar art style like oh we've seen that before we can see the inspiration but this is not that type of game that we're really consistently used to so and it actually showed like a decent amount of gameplay there was combat she was like swinging around a hammer and stuff and um it looked great it really looked awesome what did you make of it yeah i would say it looked better I mean, you and I will disagree on this for sure, but I I just wasn't as impressed as you were with PS4s, PS5s, uh, all the stuff they showed car- okay. that was platformy. And this one, I was, which is weird because, I mean, obviously Ratchet and Clank looks a certain way, so I like that stuff, but not something about this. Just I was I wasn't even looking at the screen, and then I saw it, and I was like, "Are you what?" is this and it, i'm not even mm-hmm. a tim by the way oh sorry <laughs> Alexa. By, yeah i have a uh by the way not a tim burton fan at all uh other than the nightmare right. before christmas i do not like tim burton's art but that game dude yeah and the lighting and they were showing the real-time battle scenes and i, I was pausing it looking at some of the way they were doing global illumination and lighting fucking primo like that just I might be the highest artistic excitement I've had this year on something I've seen. Yeah, it looked it re- it looked really good. It was and what stinks is it was kind of stuck right in the middle of the show. Like as I look at our list, it was quite literally in the middle. And so there was just so much that happened before where you're like, "Where's the big stuff?" And then afterwards, it was as we get into a, a lot of disappointing things. And so I, I feel bad for this game because I think as a lot of people would have appreciated it maybe it just it may have just fallen out of their mind but uh, i give props to ea on this you know they have a lot yeah. of good teams in the ea originals program Very and nice. they're living up to their name these are original titles uh so we're looking forward to seeing more of lost and random that is one of the games that they announced that it is coming in 2021 and, and, and it looks great i i can't say enough good things about it but between this showcase and what we saw at the PS5 reveal, indies are looking really strong within the next year. Uh, or in the, I shouldn't say indie, sorry. I, I made that mistake last week, Platforms. and I, I apologize. No, like the, uh, the, the smaller studios, I guess. Oh, okay. Those titles, they've always excited you and I, you know, more so like the AA, like a focus home game. Because you know they have the backing of a publisher, but they don't right. have millions and millions and millions to work with. They have a limited budget, so they have to be more selective and, and well-directed. And sometimes you get a 
a much cleaner experience out of it. And so I, I just feel like when we're looking at what's lining up, like uh, uh, Little Devil Inside, we talked about that last week. And then you look at now Lost in Random, like these types of games have a real personality to them. And um, I just hope more people uh, give them attention and continue to give them attention because yeah. um, it's not all about the, the AAA Batman. That's all I'm trying to say, man. Next on the list of EA Originals is uh, a game that well, I don't want to go in too hard on it because, like I said, it isn't an EA original, but it's called Rocket Arena. Uh, it's coming out, I think, like next month. It is a 3v3 hero shooter where only rockets are used. Carrick, your thoughts. Eric, <laughs> fuck. I yeah. will. Okay. I can say I saw when they flashed about, they flashed about 12, it felt like 12 or 13 character designs. There were a couple, there's something about Overwatch I haven't liked as much as everybody else. Um, and I don't know why, but there's two anime style, two, maybe a little swings a little on the Japan animation style. I don't know for the anime. Gotcha. There was a couple characters in this. They to me it looks like a far more hyper uh uh resolution Sea of Thieves at times for some of the characters. Um mm -hmm. and there was one or two that I was like, "Oh, I like that character's design. I also like the skins that were gold and like platinum. They had they were showing some skins <laughs> because yeah, it's kind we, of ridiculous looking. We, we didn't mention something I hate about uh Apex, which is their skins are terrible. There's worse skins uh, in a game ever made. Ever made. Ever I made. I remember that was a huge problem at launch. Yeah, I remember yeah. that now. Oh, yeah, I should say at launch. <laughs> just ever made. And so this had, like, platinum or gold. And it's funny. I just happened to be looking at that for myself for something in an analog game sphere of, like, a bronze figurine. And I was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool to play around with. But that's all I could mm. get out of the entire thing. It was like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. Shows your head was in another place. <laughs> yeah, rockets. When they said all rockets, I was just like, I mean, it just yeah, that sounds, sounds unfun. Fun. Yeah, it, it sounds <laughs> yeah. as unfun as humanly possible. That doesn't mean it won't be a yeah. blast. It's just what they explained. That's not from that's. It just doesn't yeah. sound like it's for anybody. See, so. what lost me after the fact was when he started talking about the game and talking about how it's going to constantly be updated. He said like a blast pass. And what's funny is people can check my stream right before he said that. I said this has like free to play games as a service written all over it. And right when he said blast pass, I was like, oh boy. He's like, we got skins, we got these weapon decals. And I was like, no, here can't we go. You can't jump into the BR. You, it's impossible. You can't jump into the sphere without something amazing to add, and they don't have anything amazing to add. You literally can't jump in now, I don't think, unless every single thing is hitting. And every, there was only one or two things out of 20 that slightly even popped, let alone hit. Yeah, I just feel the the idea of rockets only mm -hmm, yeah. doesn't work. Weird. It doesn't sound fun. You know, it, it really... I like the idea. They had a cool idea with, like, you bounce them out of the arena. It's not like Team Deathmatch where you hit them, right, they blow I up, that's see, it. Yeah, right. You bounce them out of the arena, they come back in. I was like, okay, that's cool, but not more tools to outside of the abilities the characters have to, to shove them out of the arena. I, I just I feel like that was a pretty big mistake. And so, ultimately... Rocket Arena did not catch, it seems, either of our attention. Mm -mm. Hey, who knows, We've been man. pretty in sync this show. It'd be hilarious if, like, in a year, you and I are sitting here saying, man, I fucking, you know, the different types of rockets. I had cluster. Oh, I had homing. <laughs> I had, and suddenly we're just like, this is the greatest thing. I mean, it could happen. It could happen. And I'd be all for it, but yeah. But see, I think of the, the game we talked about last week. I think it was called, like, 
all-star destruction or all-star demolition the the racing fighting game i was like that that to me like yeah it was that same art style but that looks cool that looked unique it had fighting in it it had it had destruction derby in it and abilities pickups i was like all right cool this is different um that got me more excited i just didn't get that feeling with arena where i could see myself just sinking in the hours next game on our list and one we can really talk about one that we can really go all in on, Carrick. I, I have to. I, I have a very strong feeling you like it, but let's see if I'm incorrect. Star Wars Squadrons. What do you make of it? Pretty ambivalent, actually. I mean, graphically. Really? Yeah they 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 showed hmm. they, they showed the graphics of uh, the HUD, and then showed an overlay, which indicates that the HUDs are going to be pretty in your face, which is going to be weird mm-hmm. to be flying in a you know with a window this fucking big like a birthing canal. So that'll be <laughs> that'll be odd. Um, with the X-Wing having full, or sorry, yeah, the X-Wings will be full, you know, glass. The TIE Fighters mm-hmm. are going to not, I like the idea of, what do they say, eight or, I did a video, but like eight or some ships on each side. Single player sounds short just because of what they said, even though I personally believe this is the kind of game, like an Ace Combat, you can make super long by just having really intelligent uh, mission design. It didn't sound like that was their plan. They said no yeah. transactions, but let's be honest, whatever. If they say no, there might be none. It's 40 also. So the price changes my entire thought process. If that was 60, that's one thing. They said it was 40. They also said PVE with your friends. So you can go, we can do the galactic battle style thing with people. But if you just, if you have some friends who want to go shoot some TIE fighters, you can all jump in. You can do that. Yeah. I, the reason I thought I you sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. The reason I thought you'd be excited though is because of the VR support. That's why, because that's where my head went. I was like, oh shit! Like being in a cockpit, looking around, and like really engaging in that. Like problem, did that not? Right? All right, VR, let's hear. It. If you play VR enough, the word VR only will matter if you can see shit in a Tie Fighter. VR through a window this big is not going to matter. You'll be looking at a metal wall. So, yeah, mm. you can look at a metal wall or look at a metal wall or look back through the same damn viewpoint as everybody else. And I can tell you, resolution will be worse. Even if I have a HP reverb, all that will be worse than the pancake version. I might as well just play the pancake version because then I, get I won't get sick and I won't just be, like, moving my head for no reason. X-Wing, that's different. That is a full cockpit. Moving your head around could be great. So you're right on that. But they kept doing the typical single-player, then multiplayer uh, eight chips. Oh, by by, also VR. And I don't know what also VR means. Like, what does that really mean? Like, what kind of support are we going to see? Like, is it going to have That's true. Is it going to be supports? full VR? Yeah. Or yeah. is it going to be like Battlefront, I think, VR? Where they had the VR missions, I, th- I want to say Well, they did say you can play it from start to finish VR. I just mean controls. Like, is it going to be HOTAS with VR? Is it going to be VR with your controllers waggling mm-hmm. in the air? Um, What can you see? There's just a lot about it. I mean, it's great. I'm all for VR, but I'm going to be honest. If they said, here's a Star Wars game and didn't say it was VR compatible, I would have shit anyway, if that makes sense. Because that's the only title I would expect VR. So, yeah, cool. But I'm more interested in, like, all of us getting together and just being like, let's shoot some TIE Fighters for a little while. It'll be a game I will play uh, shallowly, most likely. And then, interesting, like, okay. get out of yeah, I mean, it seems like EA is prepared 
for a similar thing with that game. They said it's $40, like you mentioned, no microtransactions. And what yeah. was the biggest sticker to me, I was like, okay, yeah, they've said no microtransactions before. But they said, like, it's not even a live service game. They said, we're not planning I know. Yeah. add-on content. And to me, when I heard that, I went, oh, okay. Like, this is just, you buy it, what you, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Uh, that may mean it's a little more shallow. And so, yeah, I might fall in your same bucket of like, oh, you know, played and left. Uh, but to me, I just can't help but be super excited about the idea of like a, a, a full-on Starfighter game in VR. And I think I need I need that level of additional immersion. And the reason for that is because I couldn't get into uh, like on PS2 Jedi Starfighter, like being in that third-person view. and right. And, and and trying to like shoot down ships, I'm like, I would rather just be a person in, in third person, if that makes any sense. Uh, and when you go in first person on the screen, when you look left and right, you're steering your ship, but you're not looking around with your head. Like it would be cool if like, let's say you had Oculus Rift, you have the two paddles, rotating them like a, well, for those who are, are not watching, I'm like going left and right, like a steering wheel that would move your ship, but then you can kind of peek over your shoulder and see where people are going and flying overhead and whatnot. I just, I feel like, that extra level of interactivity could go a real long way. So I'm, I'm personally stoked for this game. Uh, I, I can't wait. I'm counting down the days. I, I was pretty positive about it on my stream uh, because they took their time rolling out the gameplay when they finally did. Yeah, I was they like, okay, the I'm, yeah. I'm about this. And uh, it looks great. What did you think of some of the modes? They showed a general dogfight mode. They showed a almost a multi-stage uh, galactic battle where you could... That's what I'm I think it's take it, out yeah. like the... The, yeah, the two ships and then, like, the capital ship. What did you make of those? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. They also, I think that's the mode that you basically, you fight whoever wins. You, like, get deeper into their territory or something. It seemed like mm -hmm. there was, like, a three-stage. The The most interesting thing in the entire thing and what I focused my video on was the skills. Uh, sorry, the upgrades to the ships because there were some weird things going on in the footage. And multiple people in my Discord were bringing up how quick two or three of the ships turned. It didn't look like anything in normal yeah. Star Wars. And I was telling them, my opinion is this may be the game where EA tests a couple things. One of those things being, and I know I got shouted down about it, but I firmly believe that a bit of not necessarily, well, yeah, a bit of brokenness can help. And what it felt like to me is that it would be possible to build a broken ship, as in one that turns super fast, does almost no damage. I am okay with that. And what they showed there were ships that were turning so quick that when I was looking at the skill sets, I was trying to identify what what skills, what upgrades did this guy pro possibly have? And there was an inertial dampeners and two others that were about maneuvers. And I was sitting there going, if you got five on five, and if there's a real reason to have that guy there, that could be incredible. Like, what if that hmm. guy's entire job is to just harry and bother other attackers and then they said they stated the bomber would do insane amounts of damage to the capital ships and to other fighters and i'm like listen man if they can make it so that there's a real reason because like look at battlefield they'll be like you're a healer i still got a gun and i fucking mm -hmm. kill you with my sniper gun like what the fuck like that's not a <laughs> healer that's a dude who can also heal right like i get what you're saying yeah but here what i saw looked there was some shit going on in the ships, and then they mentioned something. I don't know if you caught it, but they were flying right next to a capital ship, and he, she, she or he said, elicit or, or do something with stealth. And I was like, listen, if flying next to the ships makes your radar blob go away, 
that would get away from one of the major issues in Star Wars games, which is that there's no reason to be near a big ship because they fucking kill you so quick. Mm. So what if this is about masking radar signatures, quick movement, stealth by getting near other ships, hiding in their fucking six, like what happens in real old dog fighting? That could be awesome. So that all excited me. Yeah. I forgot entirely about the whole upgrade system, like not only customizing your pilots, but customizing, you know, the the, the ships themselves. Like Very you, you saw, so. like perks and skills, right? Yep. yep, that's what you come through. Yeah, and they, I, yeah, I, 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 I think there was almost over a hundred skills, and I was looking. One of the cool ones was like rotary weapon, so it looks like a turret weapon that would probably do little damage but auto fire. That'd be awesome. Because can you imagine being a super fast ship? inertial dampeners they even mm -hmm. had something about a special engine you're super fast you're not doing a shit ton of damage at all you're just bothering somebody which is like what slave one did in the new movies if you ever saw that thing shooting at somebody it just shoots really fast lasers that don't do any damage but man that's annoying like if you're going to do something yeah. normally he's like K -k 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 -k. you're just like dude i'm gonna kill you to me <laughs> imagine having two of those and a bomber and a fighter you've got a really unique battle against let's say another fleet that comes in also they showed the people around the table and said you can come and talk about battles let's be honest that's been bullshit since day one no one does everyone's that. burping and farting in the lobby yeah that's no not one a, does that right I, I played star trek <laughs> crew battles you you're trying to get to the next fight right away and then you're like let's do whatever happens because because plans fall apart so mm -hmm. but dude yeah that all excites me you can make your uh your pilot um you know it didn't show a huge amount of customization there it showed some color changes yeah. um which i i'm a little more forgiving of not only because of the price of the title the but that was exactly the oh, fact sorry, that it was sorry. customizable i was i was no 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 you're fine I, I i agree entirely man the fact that it was customizable actually surprised me i was yeah. like okay why not um what else was there about this game trying to think oh yeah because you mentioned like healer with a gun there is a support class in this mm -hmm. game too um it, like heal the ship i think it was but it looked a little slower and it was shooting enemies down but i i had that same thought of is it a healer like a support ship with multiple abilities or is it a ship that also can oops right. sorry i hit the mic it's a ship that can also do like a little bit of healing for your teammates because I wonder what that skill said. Did you see anything that, I don't know, buffed attack, buffed defense? Oh, yes. uh, not buffed. Okay. Well, okay, so their names are weird, Maddie. That's the problem. They're right. Star Wars right. names. But <laughs> there was a couple that said, like, like duo. There was something about duo or something about, like, uh, wingman or something. But it sounded like if you're flying next to somebody, they get bonuses. Nice. And, That's dude, cool. Nice. Like, can you imagine if you, like... And imagine you get that to the fast ship. Then that fast ship's like, okay, I got to make sure I go slow so I'm near you. Or what if the big ship gets it? Then the fast ship occasionally darts out and does stuff, then comes back to heat. Like, you could mm -hmm. do, you know, and I don't want them to be without weapons at all. Uh, same way in Battlefield. I just mean that in Battlefield, we can all pick up mostly the same guns. And you're just like, this doesn't, this is weird. In a, in right. a spaceship game, you can do crazy shit. They had, uh, they had something about shields, which... It was I, which I don't know how that would play out, but I could certainly see a ship with like high shields, low hull, you know, where mm -hmm. where once the shields are burned away, that thing's you know just paper mache. Because uh, Tie Fighters in the original canon had no shields at all, so gotcha. they, like it would just fall apart. So yeah, yeah, it's just I mean, I just need to see it. But forty bucks could be a great price. 
Yeah, I'm really excited for it, and I'm not, as I said earlier, I'm not a fan of That's like good. Rogue Squadron or Jedi Starfighter. I, I think the VR capability helps a lot. I hope it is as full VR as they say it is, because for me, that's kind of the big seller. Is you know, I could imagine enjoying it with the PS4 controller, with the Xbox One, or what PC with keyboard and mouse. But the idea of really like putting myself in the cockpit just sounds it sounds perfect. Well, you'll sounds... be you'll be happy then because they did say you can put it on at the title screen and never take it off yeah that's that's really to me that sounds it reminds me of how we spoke about resident evil 8 that's a great game yeah on its own but i feel it turns into a beast of its own when you put on vr i've never tried in vr but i know you spoke highly of yeah it. i feel like yeah exactly and i remember you saying how the madhouse difficulty became a little more a little more manageable because you could pull off certain shots mm-hmm. that maybe you, you were originally unable to and so i just love the idea of maybe in VR because I have that I guess gameplay advantage of like you know looking around and, right. and just a better mental buy-in that I could take it onto the higher difficulty that just sounds to me really exciting you bring up a good point though of the visuals you know I, I imagine having like a little ship coming your way and as it gets bigger and bigger you probably want as much uh, visual clarity as possible so <laughs> hopefully they can figure out something there on that aspect that's the only thing I was a little concerned about that there might be a visual advantage to someone who's playing on the TV. Yeah, really true. Played. Yeah. Regardless, it's still interesting for sure. I mean, I'm yeah. excited for it. I just... I like the idea of them experimenting. Do you think them making these smaller titles is is good or bad for, for the brand? No, I, I, I think, think it could be... awesome. Yeah, I like it. I, I, you know, I, I it's a good response to how they've barely got anything out. I love the idea of just saying, like, okay, let's do these smaller titles see what works because if it doesn't do as well i'm <clears throat> sorry i choked on my spit i think oh, that was dude i hate that yeah i got you <laughs> you know i was like well <laughs> I'm, tw- I'm, I'm about to turn 25 i'm already dying a little bit <laughs> <laughs> he's getting old <laughs> um but I, I just like the idea of them saying you know hey this may not do as well let's truncate the idea down and ship it for 30 dollars uh because that's what originally battlefront put in quotes battlefront 3 yeah was supposed to be battlefront 3 was supposed to be that like arena shooter for like 20 bucks on the xbox live arcade that never came out uh so i i like the idea of them trying out little things like this because we could see some really unique star wars games like now i start thinking okay if we're taking one idea and going all in on it why don't you make a brand new jedi knight game but make it because the lightsaber fights are what that game's all about like there's that movie battles mod for uh jedi knight jedi outcast and it's incredible. There's so many characters and, and whatnot. But like I said, the highlight is the the lightsaber fights. And imagine just dedicating a whole title to lightsaber fights, almost like a, a For Honor. Mm-hmm. That, I think, would be really, really cool. I could see them doing something like that. So I like the path that they're on if they're going to keep this up and, and then do AAA launches in between. Um, it might also be, and, and let me know if you agree with this, uh, do you think it has anything to do with them saying, like, okay, we're stopping support for Battlefront 2? They've moved on to Battlefield, as we saw. And so there's going to be that lull there for constant Star Wars. So you're going to have to up it with some smaller games, maybe. It could be, but let's let's try the more positive route in that they're pretty happy and confident with this game. And so dropping Battlefield or Battlefront 2 was an easier choice. Okay. That's a good perspective. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, try to, we'll, we'll try to be positive one time, even though I probably don't believe that. Uh, but, um, dude, seriously... It's what it's just like AC or Assassin's Creed 
everybody wants Japanese and they don't, and everybody's always confused. Star Wars, everybody's always said, let's be in the TIE Fighters X-Wings. Rogue Squadron was awesome in GameCube. And they're like, no, no, you can't have that. Mm. And then Battlefront 2 came along and had it, but you had all the other stuff. And this seems right. It seems like, oh, fans do want it. It reminds me of WoW Classic, where Blizzard's like, you don't want it. You're like, no, what the, what, yeah. who are you talking yeah. to? We do. What are you talking about? Like, it makes no sense for you to tell me what I want. Like, that makes no sense. And to me, this speaks to fans like yourself who are like, hey, I want, I want a fucking flying game where that's all you do mm -hmm. is just flying X-Wings and TIE Fighters. And EA's like, all right, maybe we'll just give you what you want this time. So, yeah. It's almost like cashing a blank check. Dude, we got to be honest. At some point, we all have to wonder why we're told we don't want what, like, what we want. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a weirdness to it sometimes where you're like, who's listening? Why, I wonder if it's just that? because plans are in motion. So they're like, well, we can't just drop this game that's been in development for a year and a half. So you want this, don't you? Yeah, yeah, that's true. It could be. It's just, it's always really confusing dealing with like mm -hmm. this kind of stuff and seeing what they have planned. All right. Well, Squ Star Wars Squadrons comes out uh, October 2nd of this year. So not much longer of a wait for people like myself. After this was interesting, obviously we're not sports channels at all, but I really wanted to talk about the nature of what they showed off. They did an EA Sports montage, and it came and went. I think this was really smart. I don't know why it never crossed our minds, but they just said, like, hey, here's Madden and the uh, – I don't think they showed NHL, but they showed uh, Madden and what else? I'm trying to think what else. I think they showed a little golf or something. But they showed, like, all their sports games. FIFA, that's what it was. They showed all their sports games at once and just kind of, bleh, and then next. And I thought there, I was like, okay, they must have something good for the rest of the show because they, they, they were pretty self-aware that, hey, we know this sells a lot. We know maybe you're not as interested. But in hindsight now, the way they did, it's kind of baffling because they didn't even show off gameplay for their annualized titles, like FIFA, like Madden. And, and I just want to know, did you have a similar response to that or not think I, much on it? Yeah, I didn't think much on it. You mean like, okay, so again, probably because I didn't even know there was really an event until late. Um, I did not notice that being weird. Like, I didn't notice anything odd. I did notice they did sports and I wasn't too excited. Um, I honestly think also they're in a time frame where they're like, w we probably don't want to show this because they've got bad rep for what was the last one the wrestling one that was terrible oh wwe yeah yeah um these are considered these these sort of shit recycled so to me they may have just been hedging their bets and i mean where oh, are you thinking i'm sorry i don't mean to cut you off are you thinking of ufc because i think we both just mix it up because no, wwe UFC is, is bad but oh yeah w yeah you're absolutely right yeah. no uh, i wasn't I like, but you're right I'll with yeah. <laughs> um and then uh yeah so so anyway and they're known as recycling and so maybe, and this is just me saying, and I, I am going to talk about this because it is about presentation. Um, I don't know if the lady who talked at the end is a part of choosing what was shown, but it was nice to see her talking. And I brought this up. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, but I, I said she looks like somebody's Yeah, mom. I do. Um, I liked, she didn't look like the evil James Bond villain at the starting, Andrew. Andrew always oh, yeah. looks like he's going to try to kill me with an, a laser ray. Like, 
I'm sorry. Even when he's in his house, he's talking and he's not moving. He's just like, and today I want, he's, a, it's like a month. Yeah, and yeah, his, eyes, his eyes were the only thing moving from moving the teleprompter. To read the teleprompter. And so to yeah. me, um, maybe that's it. Maybe they're smarting, smartening up. And they're understanding like these presentations. I mean, I know we're not happy about the presentation overall, but maybe that's what they're doing is trying to get away from the things that have got them some bad raps, even if they didn't hit great on the things that they tried. I don't know. I'm trying not to be too negative because no, I, I agree. I respect the idea too. and why they did what they did. And it is different. It could just be they didn't have anything ready, I guess, but I just thought it was smart sure. to make the montage and just kind of get it together and throw it out there. Uh -huh. uh, because I don't know how you could openly be like, yeah, we sold 15 million copies exactly. of, of Jedi Fallen Order, a single-player Star Wars game. And I know it has a Star Wars label attached to it, but still, it's a single-player game. And then like still jam sports into your EA Play. So that seemed like a move of, once again, self-awareness that, hey, we don't need to push this so hard because we sort of proved ourselves wrong with the trend of our own single player game mm -hmm. yep. being another in a long line of good, well-selling titles. So yeah, EA sports was a, a thing that happened unsurprisingly, but it was uh, much quicker than some may have expected. I highly suggest just going and looking at the montage because that's how fast it went. All right. Next we have a bunch of next generation teases. Um, I thought that we'd just smash these all together. We saw, like 10 seconds of the new Dragon Age, we saw a little bit of Battlefield. And by when I say both these games, Dragon Age was a locale. Battlefield was like soldiers without any models, but like just walking on the beach or like walking in a platoon of some kind. And then a face going from that model without like any skin on or whatever. I'm sorry, there's probably a game dev term to it. But then like it actually coming into into life, we'll say. And then there was a original game from EA Motive that we talked about at the beginning of the show uh, that includes some type of gravity gun. And, and that was like pre-pre-pre-production, like you just started development. Um, I'm sure it's a rhetorical question, but what did you think of EA's next-gen reveals? Early, early reveals. There was a pit I mean, we're all assuming it was Dragon Age, right? The lava thing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. It, it had to be. Because they mentioned Bioware in the same breath and then showed right, that. And that was yeah. only only fantasy fitting thing there. So I'll just say I firmly believe that they're smart and not showing anything right now. So I'm I'm okay with it. Uh, they, then why say anything at all? Because I think they just want to make sure people know that those guys aren't dead. Hmm. Because we do. So we make a video when no one mentions anything. We say, how dare you? Radio silence. You didn't say anything. And then... When they show a frame, we're like, how dare you mention it? Don't mention it until you have a bunch to show. So they're not going to win no matter what. It's almost like you and I, when we say uh, we like a game, we will always lose. Because there will be somebody who thinks we're, we're bought off. And then if we say we dislike a game, we will always lose. Because there will be somebody who says that we are a hater. I think these companies are just like, all right, whatever. We'll just sort of meet in the middle ground. Which is, mm -hmm. Bioware is not dead. Dragon Age is not dead. Here's some stuff to talk about. I also do believe some of these companies are like, why mention, um, why like even show a font? Because there are videos, Maddie, of people breaking the font down in some trailers and being like, this font means, this font is size 22. And if you divide that by four, uh -oh. that's the secret square root of fucking the Illuminati. Uh -oh. So maybe they're just like, shit, man, let's just throw up some screens. 
I don't know. I'm just, because it, dude, at some point, wouldn't you get fucking tired of it? I mean, wouldn't you just be like, For sure, you can't win. So I'm just guessing. I just feel like in a show that that was lacking to display anything of substance. Oh, that... they thought Star Wars wasn't though, bro. Come on. Yeah. You and yeah. I think this. They thought Star Wars so, uh, was enough for the entire show. For sure. They did. And it showed because I just feel like overall, the EA original titles, that was enough. We already know EA Sports is coming. Um, I just feel like to, to sort of say, to add punch to the show, I feel like the, that's why these screens were shown. I, you make a very good point, though, that you know people would complain if they were ghosted. Everyone would be like, uh, so Bioware... Uh, at the same time, there's been rumors for since it's been four months now that the Mass Effect trilogy remaster is happening. It's just a matter of really when. And so I don't know why when that is going to be dropping this year, EA didn't say, hey, let's just show a little bit of that to say, hey, it's coming. Do we know? Obviously. Do we know 100%? It's been leaked. Do we know? It's been well, 100%. okay. I should, yeah, I shouldn't say no, one hundred percent. Like there is box art, there is a, actual footage of the game. In answer to your question, no. But I would say a trusted journalist and a couple of other sources of mine have come to me, and and well, no, the journalist didn't come to me. Journalist put it out there, and then other sources that come to me and been like, "This is happening. Like this is a thing happening this year." And that same journalist doubled down last night, saying like, "It's still coming this year. They're working on." Anthem 2.0 and Dragon Age 4, which they already announced. So I just looked at it as a, yeah, don't pre-announce things. If you're going to pre-announce things like Dragon Age 4 and show off off screen of that, let's say Mass Effect doesn't come out this year. It's coming out early 2021 in a hypothetical situation. What is the harm in pre-announcing that thing that's very close by? That's kind of my response to it. Not that they have to shove anything out, but that would be something of actual, like, hey, it's... It's there. It's coming soon. Because I think they know Star Wars is big and because I think they don't give a fuck what a journalist says. And I think that they're yeah. I think you will start to see more and more pushback from devs and publishers towards leaks and journalists, you know, saying oh, it's already I control, happening, yeah. I control well, <laughs> yeah. I think I already know what you're talking about. The Last the, of Us? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Like I don't even yeah. we, you and I need to talk about that off camera. To figure right. out if we're even in agreement before we can talk about it on camera too. I'm just saying, remind me regardless. Yeah. Um, but there is that too. I think that you are starting to see, and we talked about this months ago, where I said as YouTubers continue to go after devs by name, devs will then say, "Haha, bitch, I make the game. Mm -hmm. If you make a mistake, prepare to get buried." Where in the past it was a little bit hands off, and I think yeah. that a, a lot of developers hinge far more on their teams and making everybody happy than they do about some journalists saying, ha ha, I'm right. I don't think they give up. Like if I, if I ran a company with 300 people, if you were a huge journalist and said, I know blah, 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 I would quite literally not give a fuck about you. I would care about what was going on at our company. And I think that's what they do for whatever reason. They felt that financially and whatever other decisions came in, it made more sense to not show it. So what does that mean? Look at it that way. They don't give a fuck what somebody says. They care about what matters financially. Then you have to look and go, why? Is it not ready to be shown? Is it, uh, is it because they want to hit a big Christmas? Is it because they want to announce it next and current gen? 
there's there's there, the only reason they don't show it is because financially it makes more sense to not show it. Mm -hmm. That's it. So looking through that lens, hmm, looking through that lens, I guess closer to next gen would probably benefit them more. Based I'd, on what might be a pack, not a pack in, but it might be something where they're like, when next gen announces their dates, we're going to announce the trailer. For example, what if they have a trailer already made? not uploaded to YouTube. We know how that works. Let's say we have a trailer. Yeah. Some some dude has made a trailer, which I know who you're talking about. We've got some people who are saying this is for sure a thing. They're trustworthy. But let's say they're holding on to it. And then when, when Microsoft says November, blah, 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 this is the Xbox release. And when Sony says, whatever, this is our next system release, that company the next day can say, and to coincide with the next gen, mm -hmm. boom. Um, and available on old ones, but if their footage is going to look better for next gen, Maddie, they're going to show you next gen footage. Right. Good point. So yeah, that's then then it could be possible. Well, isn't Xbox's thing? It's only first party. So I I, I just believe they're correct. just going to. You are correct yeah. on that too, by the way. So so I believe they're just going to drop it within the next couple shadow of months drop. and be. Uh, I, no, I don't think Shadow dropped it because they already Shadow dropped the actual games on Steam, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So I feel like they're they're just gonna probably go. All right, let's just go ahead and put these games out in two months. Kind of like what they did with Kingdoms of Amalur. One of the reasons I'm excited is I really like the game, but one of the reasons I'm excited is because I know it's coming in two months. So if yeah. they announce it in August and it's coming in October, that'd be awesome for me. You know, and, and many others. Can we also push out the fact that many of these things have happened with no journalistic leaks, and there's a reason why? Mm -hmm. I can absolutely tell you that yeah, those companies I... are shutting their doors. They are yeah. starting to be like, nope, there's, they're figuring out who's leaking or they're deciding not to leak, but there's a reason why some of the Steam drops no one knew about. It was, I mean, it's on Steam. You should be able to look at the Steam package, and even that was done late. They're... As a consumer, I like not having stuff leaked. Me I like too. the surprise still. You know, I really do. And I, I should clarify just for earlier that I wasn't, I, I don't want people to think I was saying EA saw uh, this journalist leaking it on Twitter. So they said, oh, okay, yeah. we got to announce this fast. Yeah, I, I'm just more so saying it's out there. We public knew it was out there that I wonder what they were thinking internally and why they maybe didn't push for this but it may benefit them more to not make people wait five months for a remaster because it's yeah. something most have already experienced so we'll see months? in due time it is isn't it it let's say i'm July, sorry i should July. say if it came out in uh november no you're right though yeah yeah so what do you that think, might though? be why they're waiting what do you think is the remaster and you can pretend you'd don't know if you do know and don't want to leak, but I mean, do you I, don't, think the I don't have like is... this wealth of information on oh, it. I just know it's happening. So three and one or one, 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 like Mass, Mass Effect one uh, remaster. Like, so take oh. two Mass Effect mm -hmm. one or take, uh, what did they do? They did uh, Mafia. One, Mafia. Two, right. I was about to say, I, I would do it like how take two did it. Not naming them all definitive editions, but. But Mass Effect Mass one, two, three. Re yeah with remaster at the end of it because i don't like the term definitive edition i think it's far too broad because definitive edition could be like xenoblade chronicles where it's like it's the same game it just looks a little better and there's mm. like quest tracking now definitive or there's mafia one definitive edition which is 
a freaking remake or Mafia 2 Definitive Edition, which is just a remaster. Too broad. Go Mass Effect 1 remastered. Sell them separately. Sell them in a package. 60 buck package, 20 bucks each. Keep it simple. Obviously, the dream is overhaul the combat to some extent with one or refine it, whichever word fits best. And then a, a dream would be, oh my God, Mass Effect 3's ending's different now. And they added a ton of different options on how it can change dude i can That'd write you the I, I can write you the commercial i mean you could literally say a, a next generation requires like a, a a next generation thought process for remasters and it's like look at number one bullet points of like fixed combat even though i didn't hate it i i absolutely understand but it's like fixed combat blah 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 number two blah 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 and then number three it's like you know a you know, understanding the remaster process when things aren't good and, and show that there's going to be a different ending and stuff exactly. like that. You could, you could I, nail it. Exactly. And I feel like since it's it's been requested for so long, I don't know how long it's been in development, but since it's been requested for so long, I just wonder if they spend a lot of time on it, what is changing, or if we're just going to get a graphical update in 60 FPS. Uh, just because the reason I get excited about it, because I know for some folks it's just a remaster, um, but I look at what EA is doing with Command and Conquer, where they're just adding voice lines, mod support. Uh, they they're like changing the, the the whole graphical style. Like it looks really. I don't know much about the game. I've never played it, but I just look at it and go, "Wow, this adds a lot for a remaster." Like if I were a fan, I feel like from the outside looking in, I'd be excited. I kind of want that for Mass Effect. The difference, though. And why I'm not confident Mass Effect will get that is because it's a it's a series that can rest on its on its history. Yeah. It it performed extremely well as is. It is super popular now. People didn't like Andromeda, so they may even revenge buy the remasters. Like it's just that, <laughs> that type of cycle, that. man. Yeah, that is true. That is true. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see sometime soon. Still unsure about that. Last but certainly not least, when it comes to EA Play is skate for were you one of the many people hyped about this carrick medium i guess i would say i would say i mean awesome but i'm a little nervous well what you just said about mass effect i'm a little nervous it'll be one of those things where it's like we'll get it and it, it like it's not skate it's like skate plus collectibles plus plus open world Plus fucking, you know, runner. Like, it depends on what form it is. I want them to make a skate game that actually revolves around skating, which it, it, uh, hopefully it is. I do. It, it is another title, though, Maddie, where they just showed nothing. Like, with D Dragon Age, they showed the picture. And with this, they showed the guy, you know. And he's like, we're so early, we don't even have uh, we don't even have footage to show you, which was pretty yeah. pretty crazy. That's where I sat. I was I, I told people I'm one of the people who... Oh my god, the first skate. I wish I could see my hour count. Oh. It was the only game I played for a long time. And Skate 2, I picked up on 360. I didn't play it as much, but I played it a lot. Same mm -hmm. thing with Skate 3. But Skate 1 is my favorite. And I love, love that game. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah, I was so I was excited, but at the same time, it was one of those dot announcements where I go, okay, it's real. But there have been so many It's Real announcements. Metroid Prime 4, it's happening. How long ago was that? Like, it's just, I don't like these announcements because game development is tough and complicated, and these people deserve the time to mm -hmm. figure things out um, and, 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 and not have to, like, rush it out the door. 
But now that people know it's happening, it's it's like Elder Scrolls Six. It's like Starfield. Every year, Bethesda has to field the question: Not what are you doing now? How's Deathloop? How's Ghostwire Tokyo? Where's Elder Scrolls Six every year? Even if people are in the loop and and Peons has been very clear, hey, it's not happening. People are still going to ask. It's still going to be a consistent question. And so, I just applied that thought process to, um to skate where i thought okay hyped but them being so early that they have nothing to show (laughs) is not a good sign that this could be like we might see this in 2024 2023 like it's yeah i feel like it'll be a very long while because it's not like oh we can just take these assets from here like they haven't made a skate game in a while and there's no games like skate so that's like a from the ground up project as far as i'm concerned and so that takes a while that takes a long while I can tell you I'm excited uh, for a couple reasons. One, we do know that Spider-Man's photo mode was on accident. It was not originally planned to be as in-depth as it was. And I can see a skate in 2022, 23's technology with sharing and with the ability to do things. You could see something as far along the lines of make your own move and give it to your friends. You could see something as far along as like, are you all skating? Are you going to be in digital magazines? Is it going to be? I mean, there's the presentation of sharing has changed. So originally the presentation of sharing was leaderboards, right? But that's pretty, that's pretty hard because it's just word. It's letter. It's font. But then Spider-Man really ushered it in with the comic book front end. Like here, you know, it looks like you're in a comic book, that kind of thing. And it's just gotten progressively more in depth. And I could see a skate, in fact, any game in the future uh, that's this. Uh, being something really insane where I, one thing I don't want is like, I saw some people who were like, man, I want to make my own skate uh, park. Great. I just hope that's not the major thing. Like where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, pull off 10 Ollie's. Now you get a fucking vert ramp. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, I want, yeah. <laughs> I want real stuff. And then that on the side, but the sharing bit, which PS4 is huge on an Xbox, uh, sorry, five is huge on an Xbox. It'd be great if you had some really cool ways to share. Imagine a, a oh, by the way, you never got to play. Did you play my friend, my cousin? Wait, my friend Pedro? My cousin Pedro. Did you play that game with the banana? No. No. In, in that game, when you beat it, you can find a part in the game and it will make you an auto gif or gif, depending on where you're from. So it would actually take the most battle heavy moment and make you a 15 second amazing replay desperados does the same thing it's replay imagine in this you pull off a cool move and it's like do you want to post this to twitter and i know people are like what why is that a big thing dude it's a big thing you're you're old if you don't know why that's a big thing it'll make tiktoks for you and by the way i should patent that because the first game that makes tiktoks for somebody is going to be a multi-million dollar seller yep (laughs) like connect tiktok get on it man you know, now it's out I there. Need, I need, yeah, don't fucking, nobody steal that. Don't post this video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make a good point about not doing a skate park thing. On on the paper, it sounds really good. But one of my favorite things about Skate 1 was finding skate spots. Exactly. And getting crafty with them because the level design was so good. And especially uh, the, the, I put this in quotes, out of map glitches. So in Skate 1, you couldn't get off your board. And there was this giant stair set, and you'd have to keep like side ollie up the stair set, like ollie one eighty, playing ollie one eighty. 
mm-hmm. and you go up, 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 and I think you'd go up onto like a bridge above heading, like you go into like a different town that really wasn't a part of the game. It was just that is why I friggin' love that game because I I just broke it open, right? And and that was from like some YouTube glitching video, but still like just that type of interactivity with the environment and how the levels were designed where I'd go to an art gallery and you can see like it was naturally made, but at the same time it you could envision the things you could do there. Like, oh, I could grind on this. Like you could because what the game kind of structured itself around was sets. It wasn't like Tony Hawk go up and do a 1080 uh, McBird flip or whatever they freaking call it. McBird? <laughs> yeah. And and then land. It's like, okay, we see here you can grind a little bit and then you can land and then there's a little st- a three-step here. You can do a kick flip off of that. Right. And then like finish it up with a, a tray flip, something like that. I was like, oh, sh-. like that, that to me, it got your mind thinking in a different way. So if the game's constructed that way and I imagine they'll let you get off the board like they did in Skate 2 and uh-huh. 3. Um, where there's more exploration, I just oh man, the, the possibilities there are great. But what's going to be interesting is there are some skate games coming out in mm-hmm. between. One got yeah. delayed, but it was like Skater XL or something like that. And Sessions, uh, right? Yeah, and then there's Tony Hawk Five oh, coming out, which will be more arcadey, but still skateboarding games. So uh, I wonder if that's maybe why we we may have just answered our own question. Is that why they announced Skate Four so early? We'll see, but uh, yeah, there's competition there that's that's crawling up, so they got to be on their game. Is skate? Uh, so this is four, right? This is skate yeah. This four. would be skate four. I don't so know if it's a reboot. Is skate three? Did that have create? It had create a character, but did it? I think have... so. Yeah, that one's been. I, I didn't play that one as much as the other two. So what I don't want is for them to tell us we need to make the content. You get like the the track thing like oh you can make your own because i always know what that means it means you're not going to do much and you're going to leave it up to the players um mm-hmm. but what i would like is something to personalize it i guess make your own character i was thinking make your own clubhouse you know like a saints row kind of thing make your own but... skate brand oh right make your own sk- oh my yeah. god can you imagine make man yeah but then we're getting into digital career territory with like 2k whatever where it's like you're you're uh, a baller from fucking you know joe blow college but i get i get your drift I, I think that could be that could work make your own skate brand um your own designs and like if you yeah you know that's i like just loved it too in the first one you were able to say i don't know if you could have choices but you could do sponsor shoots and send okay. in like skate films right and you could send them in and and companies would like evaluate you and if they gave you like more of a broad choice there you can make your own and have like a manager mode kind of or you're just i don't know how it would work but because i think like madden had like a franchise mode where you you was a franchise general mode no it definitely had a franchise mode yeah and and you just play the role of a gm so imagine like just playing the role of like a guy owning the skate brand and and just like how you interact with that and like setting up skate competitions and, and watching them play out with the cpu uh that type of stuff would be interesting but that's that's way off course um yeah i, w- I wonder what they're going to do with it i imagine there'll be a level of personalization that seems to be where games are trending and you know i feel like yeah custom brands custom character custom parks that can be shared i wouldn't be surprised as much as i really don't want it i want them to like put their handcrafted levels in and just go crazy with it like they did in the first game mm-hmm. and the second game and the third game or like that to continue. All right, Carrick, that's everything for EA+. Play.
play. We hope you guys enjoyed that little rundown of everything that happened. Now, as always, as tradition dictates, we get into the patron questions. It begins with Yodeling Llama and Carrick. Since I opened up our app, we've had three new questions. <laughs> so we got a little bit more to cut through. Yodeling Llama asks, how do you feel about the size of the next-gen consoles? Are you more in favor of the big, bad console or the sleek, streamlined console? Carrick, your take? If I had to, sh uh, how about this? We'll just go, since I don't show them, if I had to have it out on my whatever, like there, I would absolutely like big, and I'm, I'm an industrial, so I would like big and mm -hmm. V8 power, meaty. Yeah. That's just me. <laughs> When I saw the size of the PS5, <sighs> like when the comparison photos came up, I went, I want it smaller. That's Dude, when that I decided. Fucking huge. <laughs> Bigger than my PC, I think. It is. I was like, what, if people what don't the realize they were showing it, and one guy's got like the PS, or he's got the Xbox when they took it apart for Digital Foundry. And it's like mm -hmm. only this big. It always looks like it's like a log, like a Yule log. Mm -hmm. And then they were showing the PS5, and they put the controller next to it, and you're like, wait what the thing's massive yeah yeah the thing is huge that and what sucks for me i said this last week is is it's so tall i can't stand it up tall on my um where my all my game consoles sit there's no way i could do that it has to lay on side and or otherwise it'd be right up against my tv screen yeah holzer writes in and says seeing how many more dominant, uh, seeing how the more dominant console of the last three generations has flip-flopped between Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo doesn't count as it was the Switzerland of the console wars. How do you predict the ninth generation going down in this regard? Is there a specific game that turned you, I'm sorry, this is a separate question. So we'll just start off with that. How do you predict the ninth generation going down? I feel I don't know enough to answer it because we don't really know what Xbox's hand is at this point in time. Yeah, I... Um... I mean, what, not how we feel this next gen is going to go. Yeah, like who's going to come out on top? That's obviously such a huge shot in the dark, but I more mean, so based on what we know, which I don't really know not enough of. Yeah, and also you're at some point we're going to have to start talking about like actual money made versus mm -hmm. like who's, who's like who's on top. Yeah, because if you sold twenty of something and I sold ten, but I made three times as much, like what? Where do where do we? Like, what are we starting to look at? So I would say right yeah, now we don't know enough about Microsoft and, until we start to see their stuff. And the release dates will be big. You know, will they both hit that will be this year, like they're saying, that kind of stuff. Which can, I mean, you never know, right? Some other horrible thing can hit, Maddie. Like, dude, this is, if 2020 was yeah. narrated, it'd be narrated by absolutely the most depressed person in the world. Like, <laughs> 2020 sucks, so... <laughs> Is there a specific game that turned you from a filthy casual to a hardcore gamer? If so, why do you think it had that effect on you? So what I guess the, game, the question would be, what game brought you into the space forever? Uh, Daggerfall. Interesting. If not Final Fantasy, or uh, Fantasy Star 1, Daggerfall. Hmm. Hmm. I think mine was Bunch's Odyssey. Oddworld oh. Bunch's Odyssey. Yeah, gotcha. that was like the first game I played where I went, ooh, I like this a lot. Mm -hmm. I stuck with it. You can revive one dead studio. Which would you pick? This is also from Holzer. I'm going to say Visceral Games or Pandemic Studios. One of those two. Visceral. I like Pandemic too. a lot. But... 
I, I, I like visceral. No, mercenaries was pandemic. Yeah, pandemic. Who's who's visceral? Uh, dead space. They're dead. Yeah. Who did? Who did dead space three? Visceral. Visceral oh, okay. did Dead Space 3 and then got shut down oh, okay. gotcha. afterwards when they were working on a single-player Star Wars game. And oh, right, they, like, right. scattered the talent to, like, yeah. I think EA Vancouver or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Who are we using our res on? Let's hear it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody. Oh, dude, let's go old school, man. Wolf Team. So you'll, you'll I have know no idea. Right. So <laughs> back in the day when CDs became a thing and you could do audio on them, like that, like this, like the first became a thing. Sega CD was actually where it started because Nintendo and Sony split and they did their next gens. Um, mm -hmm. There were some CD cartoon games that were like FMV, but they looked like cartoons. Time Gal, Road Avengers, Dragon's Lair, which Dragon's Lair is probably the popular one most people would know the name of. And you could play those, and they were fantastic. They were all ported by a company called Wolf Team, and their music. You know how you like the starting, uh, the the little, the you know like um, THX in movie theaters. Mm -hmm. That little mm -hmm. that little blurb. They had this thing where it said um, produced by Wolf Team, and they did this weird echo, and it became known in my group of like that was going to be <laughs> the the awesome moment. And they did like six or seven, and they're gone. Yeah, fucking for sure. Sure. Interesting. I like that choice, though. Different. Dow writes in and says, with how gaming tech has been for a while now, don't you think sports games could just be released once per gen and any small changes or additions that's typically added in each year's new version could be released through free updates or small DLC? Do you think the main reason they don't do this is because of money? Well, definitely. But do you think this is a, a foreseeable pattern in the future? Because I don't. I I don't until somebody does it and everybody buys their game because they did it. Yeah. Because it's the only but thing I feel like that it makes causes, it, it has to be someone who's in like a sticky situation, right? Who's like, all right, we got to go all in. Like, if EA did it with NBA Live, how would that go? Because NBA Live's always behind 2K, so maybe making it free and saying, hey, we're going to update this constantly. You don't have to buy it. Like, do you yeah, think that, that would that that could work? I was thinking it'd be like AEW wrestling because they just announced they've got a wrestling game being made. I could see it mm -hmm. being a side group doing one thing to see what happens, and then it gain it gains like momentum. Like people are like, "Screw WWE, I'm going with AEW." Because WWE, by the way, isn't doing a game this year. You know, they're doing the Avatar, yeah, show, the, which which the I'm a fan, of, but it's not what people want. Yeah, I mean. But you're right. I didn't think about it. But take two, somebody could realize, just be like, listen, man, if we can figure out how to make it so that people feel like they get their sports fans. By the way, sports fans buy jerseys every year and don't wear them. So it's not like they're really intelligent. Sorry, sports fans. I love you. But... Oh, my God. Well, dude, seriously, you'll be somebody who buy like 18 fucking Joe Montana shirts. And it's like, dude, it's the same fucking shirt. It's just a little patch is different. Um. By the way, I should admit I'm a sports fan of like Pittsburgh Steelers. I've bought some of their stuff. So, yeah, I can yeah, I'm a sports fan if too. you if you're smart and you figure out how to make them feel like they're getting what is worth it, sky's the fucking limit. And no one's done that yet in sports. Mm. Hopefully, dude, one year roster wouldn't that be nice, dude? I would own every. I would own NFL right away if they were like you're just paying ten bucks for the roster each year. I'm on, like I'm in it. 
It's easy to buy into that, yeah. Yeah. Natural Calamity writes in says, where do you believe the line in the sand is for creating too much hype for your game and keeping the hype to a manageable level? One single terrible YouTube video. All it requires is one YouTube video from one of us jackasses. It's true, though. There's so much power wielded now by a Yong, right? Like a Yong Yi mm -hmm. could could blow a small um a small game. Co, Co, Co Carnage is that his name? The yeah. Twitch. If Co Carnage streams your really small game, congrats. Yeah, for real. I don't know if the publishers control it, or don't control it as much as they used to. Yeah, it's a snowball effect. Very as long so. as it catches catches interest. Question two. Do you ever live? Do you ever fear you'll perish before the continuation of your favorite franchise? Yes, Natural Calamity, every day. Yeah, yeah. Every day until until Kotair comes around, I think my anxiety will continue on. It'll probably disappear the moment that is announced. But for now, yes, I, I live my life seeing the likes of SpongeBob and every other game under the fucking sun being remastered, but not one of the greatest RPGs. So yes, yes, I do fear that. Same. DC Microsoft ever. Uh, I'm sorry, do you ever see Microsoft and Sony working together on something, whether it be joint or uh, on a console, to put an end to the console wars? If Google and Amazon figure it out, yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, and they're like Google or Microsoft and Sony did agree that Sony's going to use Microsoft servers for their online. So that's one step. Thank God. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, is here's what's weird, guys. Not. I mean, this is going to sound crazy, and I want to make sure, because, dude, people are going to bitch, but just bear with me for one second. Microsoft is already putting the infrastructure together for the streaming service. I could see Microsoft handling the actual platform and Sony saying, Jesus, we're just making a bunch of money on, uh, on, on, cons or on games. Because remember, console, regardless, you're always losing a ton of money on a console, or not losing but you're not gaining a ton if you sell a 200 console and you've made you got it down to 50 bucks to make it you're that's still you're still losing that 50 bucks right for each one you sell right you're not making that 50 but if you're just doing games and they're huge games one of these guys is gonna have to bow out and it feels to me like microsoft has got things set up for like you know somewhat this gen and then maybe next gen for being the place to put your game. Like, I don't know. Because, dude, there's even rumors about Nintendo and Microsoft. If that's true, mm -hmm. if Nintendo and Microsoft are in bed at some point, man, I don't know. Would Sony, actually, now that I think about it, though, would Sony and Nintendo work together? Let's say Microsoft and, and Nintendo were like, let's do our thing. I could see Sony saying, screw you, we're not working with Nintendo. More than I could see them saying we're not working with Microsoft. Because of all the yeah, I feel like blood. I feel like Sony's like the bratty older brother they, who's they like, are. I don't need you guys. I'm fine on my own. <laughs> so I, I don't <laughs> see it. <laughs> Question four is: I just bought Skyrim on the Switch, and I've been trying all sorts of different builds. So I was wondering, what is your favorite game to make builds in, and what is your favorite builds? Ooh, you go first. Oh man. There's so many options. My favorite is probably out of recent memory, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 being a, um, what is the term? A sh I don't think shapeshifter is the right word. 
Like you can get like wings on your back and stuff. Uh, there's That'd an actual rude. In you, it, it would be like a druid, but it's like an in-universe term. Mm. I can't remember the name right now. But combining that with being an archer, because what can happen is polymorphing. There we go. You can polymorph, put wings on your character, and like fly up to a high level, and then like use an archery skill. Uh, and and you get an arch, uh, you get a damage bonus in that game if you are on the high ground. So for me, I really like building in that game because there's just so many options. It's it's scary. It's scary how much there are. So that that to me would probably be the first that comes to mind in the terms of a build. Obviously, you know, because here's the thing: is like even in the Fallout games, I love like New Vegas or Three with all the DLC and everything accounted for. You are eventually like a hundred skill at everything. So you hit that power fantasy at one point and cap out, right? And your build kind of I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but your your perks are what matter more, and that will still play a factor. You still will be better at some things than others, but. I would say when it comes to like distinct builds where you have to, you just have to go in your own direction and have your team make up the rest of the ground, probably divinity. That would be my choice. I do not like making builds. That is my choice. Really? Like at all? I, I really don't dude. Uh, Even as know, a D and D player, as a D and D player, I like doing, I, I like making work. I'm a, I'm the DM. So I don't mm. like, I, I've never been a big fan. Dragon's Dogma's fun, but even then, I always feel that cusp of hatred when I can't do 10 things. I I always, and I like it. I think that's great game design, but I'm always like, I want to be a mystic uh, in Dragon's Dogma. I want to be the fucking swordsman mystic who can, you know, use a little bit right. of spells, a little bit of, because I want to be a jack-of-all-trades kind of thing. Um, but I don't like, no, I get, um, I'm always that person that's like, I could do this. Um, I could do that. That's why okay. whenever, let's say, yeah, I don't, dude. Like, I was, that's a good question, man, because I'm, I, I, I don't. Yeah. And Neo has been fun. I've been replaying Neo 2, mm-hmm. and I've been enjoying. It's a great game. Yeah. Dude. Well, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Um, There's been a couple I've times. I've a game for builds. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and I, I've noticed because I have a weapon that I like, the Kirsagama. I feel like that's enjoyable. There's times where I enjoy putting that together, but you know what? I think they're just too complicated sometimes too, where I'm like everything feeds into something, that. and I'm like, ah, fucking who cares? I'm going to smash this dude in the face. I get that. Yeah. It, it takes – it scratches the itch for me, but I can understand how some people would not enjoy it. Like Mass Effect has great builds because usually that – starter class you pick has a mm, yeah. a path like a vanguard a sentinel or whatever and that's true your entire skill set changes based off that so each time you run through it it's just i have an answer fun. jade empire okay let's hear it oh good one yeah jade i love the and there was a secret martial art you and i talked about there's a couple things there and if yeah, you consider something. all of that as a part of a of a build and the enjoyment i like anything that engages the fantasy into the the metrics and you were absolutely right about mass effect i had forgotten about mass effect but i did there's so enjoy, many out there mm-hmm, i did enjoy building a vanguard you know or and you know why though maddie because i mean mass effect doesn't really have a shit ton of skills anyway so when you do do a different one you're you're like there's not thousands of skills you're just like okay i'm gonna mm-hmm. be this guy's got these five things i can deal with that that's and then right. go back and play it again as something else Ivory States writes in, do you guys think Watch Dogs Legion 
will have a major shift in features slash gameplay when it is revealed again after a year of silence. Looking back at what they showed and talked about before, they promised some pretty lofty goals. Obviously, the added development time would have been used for polishing and improvements. But I can't help but wonder if they realized they were overreaching and couldn't deliver and will scale back the whole play anyone, everyone has their own schedule thing. I think you'll hear about it within the next month. Uh, Ubisoft said they're doing their own digital showcase on their Twitter account. I imagine now that they don't have to meet a June deadline, they probably have some stuff, kind of like Carrick mentioned with Mass Effect, maybe there's some stuff synchronized with when we start hearing more details on next generation uh, of the consoles. And so I think you can definitely expect to hear about it relatively soon. I think that'd be a safe expectation. What do you make of it? Yeah, same. I don't... I also don't agree with well what he was saying would make sense if they hadn't already talked about the vocal technology they use to make every character sound different which it was which is mm-hmm. actually fully like vetted like they it is something that they were showing they could roll it back i mean we've seen it but i i don't see them i mean that would change the name of the game too. like what do you call it then because legion means that by the way legion does mean a right. legion so if you change the name, you would almost have to say the bad guys are the Legion or something like reverse the fiction so it makes sense. Otherwise, things start to then you do get people saying that thing, the um, uh, false advertising or, or not. You can't yeah. really say false, but you know what I mean? Really disappointed. People because, still slinging around. <laughs> y- well, yeah, that too. Yeah. No, I, I agree. We'll see something, I think. Yeah. Coach Blue writes in for the first time. Hi, Maddie and Carrick. Just joined what? Patreon and can't wait to be more involved. Thank you for joining up. You guys are awesome sauce. Maddie, per your 2019 review of Divinity Original Sin 2. Wow, great timing. We were just talking about that. I picked it up for my Switch. Didn't play the first one. I typically don't require any hand-holding in RPGs, but for some reason, I'm feeling pretty lost in Fort Joy, and therefore, I'm struggling to get into the game. Haven't played it in a month or so. Any suggestions? Hmm. All right, so... I am pretty sure I said this in my review, and I know Kara can at least attest to this, that Divinity is real. like, yes, like, it does not hold your hands, as you said, and it will mess you up throughout the whole game. Uh, My suggestion would be, now that you're familiar with the pace of the game, if that's your thing, try to dive back in. And I know that's very simple, like, duh, but it's about knowing, like, knowing's half the battle. You now know that you're going to get stuck, you're going to get lost. Don't be hesitant to look up a guide. It's not like the end of the world. No one's going to judge you for it. It's a tough game. There are people I know who have never beat Divinity Original Sin 2 and just love to replay the first, like, 40 hours of the game because that's where a lot of the meat is. That's where a lot of, like, the uh, the choice and consequence really takes hold, and you're like, oh, my God, everything's, like, reacting to everything I do. It's it's very, like, immediate. Uh, so there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know how deep you are into Fort Joy, but starting over with a new character, not going, like, Refamiliarizing yourself sometimes that's a pain in the ass um fort joy is one of those things that a lot of current players aren't a huge fan of because it's like you want to get into i forgot the name of the first continent but you want to get off fort joy as soon as possible it is like pretty much a 10-hour tutorial island but once you leave there and it really opens up you kind of need that buffer so i'd say now that you know the game don't be hesitant to look up guides give it another shot if you're feeling unsure Maybe try a different build. Uh, inform yourself. It's it's a different style RPG. It's much more hardcore. Um, so there's nothing wrong with taking some advice and, and learning the game a little bit more. That would be my my suggestion. What do you think, Carrick? 
if anything at all. Yeah, I would say the I mean the same stuff. That's that's all your that's all you really have as an answer. Otherwise, what mm-hmm. do you do? Just not go back. Yeah. I mean, builds, I, I agree. I actually, and I know you love the game. So I don't dislike those games, but right. I don't think I like them near as much as you. And I think one of the reasons mm-hmm. is because that HUD, dude, and <laughs> that the the amount of stuff, options are great, but it was there was almost too much. And right. um, where I would agree with what he said, the lo- the feeling of of just, a little bit lost. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you no, doing? For yeah. sure. Yeah. Was, for sure. Was, I, I get that. What a bad problem to have. <laughs> but it was <laughs> No, but it, it, it can be an overwhelming game. That's definitely fair. So I'd say, you know, Did you like give it another try. One, Matt? Oh, I love two way more than one. One's a great Whoa. game, but two really? two is just way more diverse. Like I would argue that two is so good it doesn't even make one look like a real RPG in a number of ways. Yeah. Fuck. Two two because two has so many classes, races, and those alone people react to just right there. Like they talk to you differently, quests turn out differently just based on who you are. Companions react to you differently. Uh, oh, by the way, this is one thing I want to mention, Coach Blue. Uh, if you have friends that have switches and they have the game, uh, it is fully multiplayer. Playing it in co-op, I I've only played Divinity in co-op. It's one of the reasons I really like it. It's really fun to play with friends. So keep that in mind. Maybe that's an option for you. But uh, yeah, just the amount of options the game gives you off the bat. And then it has the tag system. So as you make more choices, it starts to define your character. Like if you keep being an asshole or like joking around in serious situations, you'll get like a jester tag. And then like you'll have unique dialogue choices for later in the game. I just think the way that they build you out, it's amazing. And that's why I can't wait for Baldur's Gate 3. That's coming in just a couple of months as well. They said maybe. Early accesses. Let's make that clear. Yeah, early access. I'm sorry. You're right. No, that's all right. It's just, I just, it dawned on me when you were describing all that. I think that's why I had an issue was because they were all done in early access. And it's difficult mm-hmm. to to jump in when you know your your status may be updated for a new game save. You may lose your, your forward momentum and stuff. I think that was my major thing. Question two. This is a really good one. What is your favorite kind of cheese and why isn't it feta? 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 Feta. Feta. Just making sure. The goat of all cheeses. Hope you all are having a Gouda day. Happy early birthday, Maddie. Thank you. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Wow. Real great punchline there at the end. Favorite kind of cheese, Carrick? Colby. Or do you not like cheese? Dude, come on. Cheese is my favorite. I'm just making sure. Oh, Dude, I've eaten bricks. Cheese is the shit, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> love cheese no see i became excited it became animated colby yeah Col- or pepper, jack. Mm. pepper jack or Col- colby is a mix of white colby oh, colby colby yeah a mix yeah. of Colby's you know great. white and orange i love that but uh but so is pepper mm-hmm. jack pepper when it's done really well pepper jack is beautiful mm. for me i'm a monster kind of guy i yeah. love my monster cheese whoa yeah yeah i love monster really? cheese man on what what do you eat Always. that on anything <laughs> anything i can put cheese on burgers sandwiches what have you it's monster or nothing well not nothing monster is like the first option for everything i think it just melts right it's not super stringy when you bite into it yeah, if it's warm right. and i just i think like on a cold sandwich it's not overwhelming because you've ever had like a nice slice of just you know yellow or yellow cheddar cheese you put it on a sandwich and you take a bite and it's almost like when you 
bite into the sandwich and you pull out, there's like a triangle of that slice of cheese just glued to the top of your mouth. And it doesn't, it doesn't break apart normally. I don't like that with, with certain cheeses. Munster just breaks apart right. It's very chewable, tastes great. I just feel like that's the ultimate cheese, hands down. I just read <laughs> up on that it's the bacteria. It's the amount of like different bacteria that cause it to melt well or not. And then like string Uh-oh. cheese, because I love string cheese, but I put it on a mm. hot dog one time. What a disaster because it melted. Oh, weird. God. And it separates and some get oily where the oil separates and the cheese is okay. left. And that's why you get like weirdness there. Some just sort of dry out. So, no, I get, yeah, okay. I, you know, feta is probably a little sharp because I am a fan of eating cheese with nothing like cheese and meat. If I'm working mm-hmm. out cheese and meat for like energy, um, feta is pretty strong, nice. but I do like feta. I like, I'm, and I'm going to say it, even though I know what it is and I didn't know what it was when I was a kid, I do like blue cheese. I like it on everything the idea of it is just is revolting but on a burger blue cheese is fucking primo i like blue cheese with uh like something a little zing like if i'm dipping a wing in there blue cheese is like the ultimate like it just neutralizes it and gives it a little flavor yep that's where i like it most that's where i can go into some blue cheese for sure let me tell you how much i like cheese maddie i dip colby in nacho cheese you psychopath. Dude, it's fucking, it's, it's, I'm complete madman. You should try it though. You should try it. Get Doritos. Somebody else is dipping like Doritos or chips in cheese dip. Grab right. a piece of cheese and dip that shit in there and tell me I haven't unlocked a secret. At least one of the secrets of the universe. I'm just saying. It's really good. Cheese on, cheese on your cheese is good. Cheese on your cheese. If, especially if you get the different types, what you, what we just described, it is, dude, I've had friends over who are like, <laughs> holy shit. What, where's this been all my life? And I'm like, you know where it's been? In the fat person aisle. Not to be rude, but who does that? <laughs> I did it one time, and I was just like, oh, my God. Because you can get spicy cheeses and then put them with, like, non-spicy. Dude, yeah. I don't even want to go there. It's yeah, yeah, my wow. heart. My poor heart is like, what? I was about to say, you all right? You doing okay physically? We're, dude, I we're am, getting man. around. My cholesterol and shit's awesome. So I don't know. Dude, maybe all right. It lubes up, Keep it dipping lubes your cheese up and cheese. your arteries. <laughs> <laughs> Last question of the show comes from Paco Luigi. Since I have a tendency of deviating from video games in my podcast questions, I'll continue the trend as the oddball pitcher. Well, looks like Coach Blue beat you to that. I apologize yeah. for that. What do you gentlemen truly consider romantic gestures? I ask as a matter of survival Mm. to my one-year anniversary with my wife. This Sunday has to be Father's Day, too. Am I right? All kidding aside, I do have a plan, but want to pose something introspective. Much love, Paco. P.S. Carrick, I swear I'll eventually get over my fear of talking in Discord stream chat. Oh, he's the one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we got a couple in there who, especially because we're loudmouths. It can, there's no worries. Um, yeah. What's a romantic gesture, man? I suppose it has to do with the, well, let's pretend it doesn't have to do with the the woman that you're with, you knowing what she wants, just personalized. What's a romantic gesture? Um, hmm. I guess it depends. I think it goes person to person, knowing yeah. your, your, As, your, or, your partner and yeah. And feeding off that interest and i'm i'm like a person who because like i'm a christmas freak so it just feeds into every type of gift giving possible so like birthday anniversary so i'm always paying attention and making notes so like my girlfriend was grinding uh fruits basket which is like this anime she's a huge fan of it 
She grew up with it, came back as like a brand new one. So for her birthday, uh, amongst a couple other gifts I got her, I got her some of the uh, manga for it, which she loved. So I I always try to, and this may not be romantic, like in terms of like, I set up a a table with some candles and I made us a meal. Uh, But I feel like it's romantic to show that you're paying attention and that you're encouraging their interests. Um, And and fortunately, my girlfriend feeds off of that. So I would say, you know, just what's she into now, man? (laughs) And then feed off of that. Yeah, I'm not very... The the simple ones are out there. Yeah, and if we ignore it, it changes with every person because some people... I dated one... I really liked her. Really liked her. Uh, But she was really prissy. And that's the term she used, so I'm not... Very princess. Like, that was, you know, her Mm -hmm. thing. So normal romantic gestures you would see in movies would be the thing. But I honestly do believe that um, I'm not in... I'm, I'm much more into I'm here which pro- has to do with like uh like I'm here as in romantic enough to be present because I think that a lot of people aren't uh and it, 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 so I do like day to day you know try to do stuff but I'm not like a flowers yeah. I'm and I'm very bad with dates because of the this job so a lot of my stuff's on calendars, and I'll forget that. Like I'll be like Father's Day, <laughs> Mother's Day. Oh shit! But you're right about Christmas. I am a Christmas freak, and I would say all any if you want to term it romance, that shit spat out like a shotgun in Christmas. Because I I am <laughs> fuck dude. I am a baby. I'm a little tiny child with fucking pajamas with footies on during Christmas. <laughs> I I love it. I didn't know you were. I guess I did know because I think we've talked about. I feel this like before. we've yeah we've definitely yeah. bonded a little Christmas bit over some Christmas shit, loving. Shit, man! I know. It's... I love it. Yeah, it's a good time of year. I don't get tired of it. No, no, no. Me um, yeah, I would just say, uh, Paco. You know, just just there's a safe route. There's the route of of knowing your partner really well and doing something in line with yeah. that. And um, you know, I'm glad you have a plan. That's the most important part. But uh, yeah, for for you because you were asking more so to to post something introspective. Yeah, that's that's what I would do. I would I would look at what my girlfriend's currently into and feed off that. My girlfriend's an experienced person, so she an would instead of me saying experienced person or inexperienced. No, like she. I'll explain what I mean. She's a, okay. I say a experienced person, like experience, because oh, if I, I were to give her uh a necklace or something you know that she'll appreciate it don't get me wrong but what goes further with her is like let's do something together that we'll remember like let's go to this this water park or let, let's just make a memory and do something fun um like she got me for our anniversary tickets to an aew match of course now it's canceled but to us like to me that's that's fun that's i will remember that more than her saying like hey i got you a a cooler for your water bottles because you drink water all the time. I'll, 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 I'll always make use of it and thank her for it, but I'll remember more of the time we went out and did something together. So that's another route I go. Ignoring and, this, I want to ask you something. Ignoring that example and ignoring that you're dating somebody so you can use examples from anybody, what's the most romantic thing somebody's done for you? That you can, well, it didn't have to be a romantic, thoughtful mm-hmm. girlfriend slash like significant other has done for you. Do you do you remember anything in particular? Uh, wow, yeah. I I always yeah. My my girlfriend's done so many things for me. I've always been like a uh, 
it's the little things because I I never liked dating because what would happen is eventually they'd find out about my channel and just like dig into that. How much do you make? You know that type of stuff, and I'm Ouch. just like. Yeah. yeah, like, hey, how about we talk about me, like, as a person, because my wallet doesn't fucking matter. Uh, so I was always hesitant to date. So I like little things. Like, when my girlfriend tells me about her day, to me, it's a very romantic gesture, and it's just being a good person. But it's to be like, how was your day? You know, just uh, th that kind of uh, courtesy I always look for. And you'd think it's such a easy thing to come by. And I'm sure for many of you gentlemen out there, it is. You've found that person. But for me... It was incredibly hard, not because I want to sit here and always talk about myself, but there's two people in a relationship. And um, so, yeah, that, that type of stuff is what strikes me most. So I always think of that. But, you know, my girlfriend's done like uh, I always think of my birthday last year. Uh, we went into New York City and she like took me to a driving range where you were like hitting into a pier. And then like we went out to to dinner and then we went out to like some spy museum like we just. I'm sorry, that was for a vacation. But, like, we just did, we went to, like, an anime figure store. Like, she just tailored a whole weekend around shit I like to do. Cool. And I just thought, like, it was very well thought out. So, to me, that that's one of the more uh, romantic things. That, and like I said, you know, little things. Like, one day she showed up to my house. She's like, I got you something. I'm like, what's happening? It's, like, fucking April. And she's just like, oh, I got you this Dragon Ball hat because I know you like Dragon Ball Z. And it's, like, a winter hat that people probably see me wear in my videos. Like, I... I love that hat, and uh, it's just because it came out of her seeing something in a store, thinking of me. I think that's more, instead of doing something nice for me like once a year, I like it when you think of me in those little moments because that, to me, shows you care because you're thinking of me throughout yeah. your life, and I'm, I'm the same way. So cool. what about you, Carrick? How's, how's a woman uh, still in your heart? <laughs> How'd your wife do it? <laughs> well, I mean, my wife is, uh, she's like crafty, which I'm not. But she's made me really cool stuff, like beanies and stuff, you know, out of the blue, which I think is cool. But when I was younger, there was one girlfriend that did something when I was poor, and I remember that. I, I, had, uh, I didn't have money for rent, and I sold an art book by Frank Franzetta, the guy who designed Conan. And it was a okay. uh, very expensive wow. art book. And I sold it, and I didn't even tell her. I don't think I even told her where I sold it, but I'm like, yeah, I had to sell it to pay rent. And then on my birthday she gave it back to me and had had called up all the bookstores to find out who had sold this. Yeah. And I thought that, I mean, that was, she, she's nut bar, completely fucking crazy. I mean, <laughs> could fly a jet all by herself by just screaming in the back, like <laughs> Banshee. But that's the type of person I think high drama has a tendency to be emotional. And there was something about that, that I was just like, that is a fucking like ignoring any other problems. That was a hyper insane thoughtful gift that like was at a time when like had no money you know like had mm -hmm. to, and it was just very cool person very very at that moment and that one second very cool person. <laughs> <laughs> all the other times goddamn disaster just to be safe <laughs> yeah well you know how san andreas fault isn't always shaking that was my relationship because yeah. <laughs> when oh, it my. is that was her <laughs> yeah it was pretty oh crazy. my gosh it was pretty crazy but yeah it's cool it's cool he's got that kind of question thank you for uh Thank you for, at the very least, asking it and pretending you would listen to our answers. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I agree. Appreciate those types of questions. Yeah, the Patreon question, I know a lot of you like to ask gaming stuff, and we have absolutely have no problem answering it, but just know, guys, that if you ever want to know a little bit more about us, like, that's that's like your chance. Like, there's no... Yeah. Uh, there is a limit, of course, but, like, there's no, you know, we don't mind talking about ourselves a little bit, letting you guys get to know more behind our gaming takes. We're totally cool with that. 
Well, with that, Carrick, that is our final question of the show. We are done for the week. Two hours. And I am done for the week. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. About two hours. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we... We, we hope you enjoyed. If you got this far, we're going to have to use this hashtag. I'm going to be a selfish son bitch again. We're going to use the hashtag birthday. You got All this right. far. You let us know. Let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we, we, hope you, uh, we hope you enjoyed. And we will be back next week. We'll talk about Night City Wire. We'll see if we can – we'll see how much is there. If we can do what we did this show, we'll break it down into little sections and talk about each individually or if it's just going to be one vomit of information. We'll see how that goes. But you can expect us to give our reactions to that next weekend. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. Carrick, thank you for your time. Is there any yes, closing indeed. thoughts? Words? No. Things peace you'd out, like everybody. Have an absolutely excellent weekend, man. Hope you have a good time. All right. There we go. That's all we need to hear. And we'll talk with you guys next week. All right. Peace out. Peace out.